This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. We've got a kind of a packed pod today. We're emptying the notebook from LSU's offensive-defensive line camps as well as the skills camp this past weekend with our man, Sonny Ship, who is on hand for it. And let's just jump right in, Sonny. This was a what turned out to be a huge weekend for LSU. Uh, obviously, Brad Davis, the offensive line coach that was just hired, was able to observe camp. We saw a little movement in the 2022 class with Lucas Taylor dropping off um, and committing to Mississippi State earlier this week. And then we also saw a new offer go out in Fitzgerald West. But I want to start with the big battle that really everyone has talked about all week, weekend and week now on Go 24-7, and that's Will Campbell and Quincy Wiggins, the five-star offensive tackle out of Monroe Neville and the four-star defensive lineman out of Baton Rouge, Madison Prep, going at it in one-on-ones. And you said it so eloquently. This was what you called the biggest matchup that you've seen in all these camps. Yeah, well, Bill, it was an action-packed, Action-packed weekend on the LSU campus, and uh, yeah, it all got started on that Saturday with that offensive line, the defensive line camp. Uh, not a ton of guys there, but being that you know this was the first camp on on a, on LSU's campus since 2019, I mean that just had you you know really feeling like okay, things are really getting back to normal with football now, and. Um, it was a good day, though. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, that Will Campbell, Quincy Wiggins battle. And just to kind of, you know, to set the stage a little bit, Will Campbell, five-star offensive tackle in the composite, one of the top offensive tackles in the country. Quincy Wiggins, a four-star in the composite. He was uh, the highest-rated three-star that he could possibly be with us, but that's going to change. He's going to – I think you're going to see him just continue to shoot up the rankings. But that one-on-one battle, 23 years, man, that was the best series that I had seen. And, you know, it, it was just set up perfectly because there wasn't a lot of the edge rushers there. wasn't a ton of tackles there. So you got to see Quincy Wiggins and, and Will Campbell just go at about eight, nine, maybe ten reps of just one-on-ones. And they were uh, – man, to see two players of that caliber – going up against one another like that. I mean, it just set the stage for they each got, they each won their share of the battles, um, you know, and, and it just shaped up to where I was like, man, I've never, in all the years I've been doing this, I've never seen a series of one-on-ones just keep going back at one another, back at one another at this elite level ever. And to simplify it a little bit from your perspective, and there is, of course, the debate of who got the better of who. What was your main takeaway overall between those two prospects? Because I think it's easy to just sit here and say they are two elite prospects. And whether you view it one way or the other, as far as who got the better of who in this camp setting, uh, what were your takeaways just overall as as, as them uh, uh, 
on them as prospects. Well, you hit the nail on the head. They're both elite prospects. And, and it, in, in my opinion, as elite as it gets for their position groups in, in America. With Will Campbell, you know, people watch the videos and they see Quincy, they see Quincy Wiggins get past Will Candle, Campbell and end up getting to the quarterback. And in their mind, they go, oh, that's a win for Wiggins. But what they don't consider is that it took him three, you know, three, 3.25 seconds to get to the quarterback. Well, in the SEC, if your left tackle is giving you three seconds on a, you know, against an, a, such a just an elite pass rusher like that, you got to take that as a win for the offensive tackle <laughs> to a degree. And, and, and so that's what that's what you saw a lot of, you know, and then you saw some to where Wiggins would use a spin move or you had one move, one instance where uh, where Campbell tackled Wiggins. So it was just you just had a wide, wide array of things that you could take out of that to see, you know, just just how good these guys are. And I knew Will Campbell. I had a good feeling that Will Campbell was that good going in. So he didn't really surprise me much. But the the fire, the demeanor that he plays with, I mean, he he's got he he's a nice kid, but I tell you what, when you put him in a competitive situation, that dude gets nasty. He gets nasty. They even had an instance where Bo Bordelong got into a little bit of a scuffle. His fellow LSU commit Campbell comes from the sideline to try to help Bordelon out. Like, you're not messing with my bro. And so just a, um, you know, you just really got a good picture of, of how Will Campbell is on and off the field. And then also Quincy Wiggins, too. So you get to see him go head to head like that. Then you get to spend a lot of time with them after that of just picking their brain, you know, getting vibes off of them, getting to, you know, getting to know the, a different side of them. And you see how much these two these two guys who are both nice kids just flip on the switch when they get on the field. And you summed it up perfectly. And I, I think that overall, I mean, it, what, a, what a battle to be, be there for live. And uh, we saw LSU give Fitzgerald West some reps at center. They end up offering him Bo Bordelon camp. What were your two impressions of, of those two prospects? One committed to LSU and Fitzgerald West now uh, trending to LSU on the 24-7 sports crystal ball. Yeah, and, and I could, um, you know, I, I could see why. I think that Fitzgerald West probably uh, made Lucas Taylor a little more expendable uh, with Fitzgerald West looking so good as an offensive lineman. In that camp, they played him at guard. They played him at center. They played him at defensive tackle. After the camp, they took him down into the end zone. They, they made him do some shotgun snaps to see how he snapped the ball. And after the camp, uh, you know, they offered him. And it's going to be, uh, you know, initially he wasn't that high on the on the offer of playing center. And, he you know, he, he wanted to play on the defensive line, even if it was for a smaller school. But, uh, you know, who, who knows by the time this podcast gets out, who knows where he'll be in his recruitment. But, yeah, I, I think LSU's got a good chance to pick him up. And, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, I think that made Lucas Taylor a little expendable. Didn't have a great camp, didn't have a bad camp. He was exactly what I thought he was going to be going in. Um, you know, a guy who's going to need a couple of years to, you know, to get to where he needs to get to be able to get tossed into the mix. And the same goes for Bo Bordelon. 
you know, Bo Bordelon, he may need a red shirt year and then two years. And then by the time he comes out for that junior year, I, th I think that's when you'll, you know, you'll get his best football at that point. But, you know, such a difference from the offensive lineman LSU is used to taking in. You've got Bo Bordelon, who measures six, four and a half, 269 pounds. And it's a, he's very well put together and he doesn't look to, you know, he doesn't look like he's carrying that much weight. But the dude kid is very, very muscular. And I think with his footwork, that once his strength and his size catches up to the players, the type of players that he's going to be going against, once once that happens, then you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to see a guy who I think could, uh, you know, who could end up being one of those surprise players by the time they're a junior. You know, people start to write them off early in their career. All of a sudden they hang around, they hang around, and now you've got a guy who could be, pushing for a starting job at on that offensive tackle. And it just goes back to LSU continuing to pr prioritize the state of Louisiana as well. You see that with Bo Bordelon already committed, Fitzgerald West earning an offer over somebody like Lucas Taylor, who's from the state of Alabama. You know, uh, Brad Davis, very familiar with him, um, offered him while he was at Arkansas. You know, he is somebody that uh, was just ended up being expendable and uh, that's okay it happens in the recruiting process tons of time for Lucas Taylor to go out and camp and uh, get to know other staffs and things like that uh, and just a great kid overall but Bo Bordelon yeah I agree with you gonna need some time to develop uh, one player that look um, who knows where the LSU quarterback room will be when he steps on campus but Walker Howard uh, put on a show uh, at LSU camp uh, working with Jake Johnson to Crawford uh, some of these other receivers and prospects that were on campus. Uh, what was what was some of your takeaways from watching Walker Howard get back to LSU's campus, uh, where he was pretty much all weekend uh, recruiting for the Tigers? Well, I mean, Walker Howard is, you know, once again, I saw what I expected to see. A guy who's got a good arm, who's got plus athleticism that doesn't get uh, talked about much who looks like he's, he, he's getting a little bit taller. And, um, you know, so, so I think there wasn't really a whole lot that I guess it jumped out at me because he's always been very consistent. He's always performed well in those settings. And it was just another case of that on Sunday. Uh, Dakotas Crawford is a guy that I did not expect to do what he did. I mean, that, that, that guy's good, man. He looked really good on on Saturday. I mean, on Sunday, and and, su and supported the notions that I had on film, but even surpassed them. I think he's a guy that you know I'm going to mention to Gabe that I think Dakota Crawford's a four star kid. Um, you know, if he plays like he did on over the weekend, strong hands, fiery competitor, ran good routes, got better separation than I expected him to get in a setting like that that really allows corner, you know, allows these elite, you know, these cornerbacks to, you know, to kind of get a little bit of an upper hand in some of these, uh, in some of these drills, but super impressed with him and Jake Johnson, man, that guy, he's got wide receiver skills and a tight end body. I get all the angst over, you know, losing a weapon like Eric Gilbert, who's now at Georgia after the transfer, but man, you got a guy, Jake Johnson coming in that, this kid is going to be he's going to be fantastic he is going to be fantastic wide receiver hands strong hands catches the ball uh he and walker howard i i think i i think at one point i had about 14 or 15 clips of walker howard and i think 10 of them went to jake johnson <laughs> 
Yeah, everything I saw was was Jake Johnson looking the part, coming off of a, a tweak little injury that he had at Rivals Camp. Uh, he got back and and worked on you know getting getting ready to go for for summer workouts and and going for a state championship to you know to end his senior year. That was really something he mentioned to me when we caught up uh, just before he hit the camp circuit uh, for for LSU and got back on campus. And you know it was a big weekend for him. I think he's got the chance, especially um, you know with with the way he's going to be used in in his office offense at Oconee County to, you know, kind of rise up the ranks a little bit. You know, he's not that uh, five-star, you know, looks, you know, looks particularly like Eric Gilbert off the bus, you know, five-star type of prospect, but I still think he's somebody who could rise up the ranks, could be, uh, you know, a top, you know, 40 type prospect, maybe just outside uh, that five-star range, just because of his production, his size, uh, his athleticism, he's shown it. Um, He's got all the makings of a tight end one. Um, you know, it, it's going to be uh, awesome to watch him as a senior. Same with Walker. Uh, somebody that I think has kind of flown under the radar, Xavion Thomas. Uh, that's some. That's a name that we've heard from Coach G on the board. Uh, he clocked an impressive time. What were your impressions of him just getting to see him run around a bit? Yeah, he's a little bit thicker than I thought he was. From looking at him on film, he looked like he, uh, like he wasn't carrying as much in the upper body. But he's filled out a little bit better than I expected. Uh, the four, three, two time in the 40. I mean, that's just blazing. Yeah. It's not laser, but you put it on a laser and it's still low four, four. So very impressed with him. They even worked him out at cornerback Landon Ibiata, another three-star wide receiver from here in Louisiana over at Mandeville. He impressed the staff too. Uh, he's got some visits coming up. Um, you know, those two guys, those two guys were were def, you know, were right there in that next tier after Decoldis, along with Amarian Miller, who also got an offer at the camp, the 2023 four-star wide receiver. Probably had the catch of the day where he uh, you know, a, the ball was under the ball was underthrown. So he had to dive back to it, scooped it up off the ground. Uh, just a fantastic catch. And uh, he got an LSU. He earned an LSU offer. He's another guy that I put in a, a crystal ball pick over for after the weekend. So uh, you know they had some they had some nice some nice skill position players for Walker Howard, Ricky Collins, uh, the quarterback out of Woodlawn for 2023, Landry Liddy, Louisiana Tech 2022 quarterback commitment. LSU ended up offering a 2024 quarterback out of Texas, the Woodlands. So you know some. Uh, had, had some nice arms to watch and some and some guys who could catch the ball pretty well. And the guys that defended them, Marcus Scott, one of LSU's commits, uh, had a really impressive spring, you know, moving his 100-meter uh, time up, you know, showing some speed. Uh, he's got that length that Corey Raymond likes, so you could see why he had the early take there uh, before really anyone jumped on him. What, did, did you see anything from him that that really stood out to you? Um, no, I, when, when I, when I looked at when I look at his recruiting ranking and when I hear what, when I hear what others have said about him, I've kind of had a, uh, you know, I, I kind of had, I guess you could say a mental picture formed on, on what I thought Scott would end up looking like. And it, it was kind of right along those, those same lines. Um, maybe, 
I know he's right there on that brink for that four star in the composite. Um, I, I think he's, uh, you know, I, I think he's probably around that 88 rating that we have him at maybe, you know, maybe an 87 rating, uh, show some things didn't show, you know, he didn't, didn't really do anything that would, that would just wow you. And what I saw from some corners is like, um, Oh man, Curly Reed, the 2023 cornerback from Lake Charles college prep. If he would lose, if he would, if he would, uh, if he would play outside containment, and then his receiver would cut across the field, you know, Curly Reed was still able to get in there and get a hand on the ball. He recovered so well; he had that makeup speed. Didn't really see that with Marcus Scott. So he played pretty well in the one-on-ones on the, you know, on the deep balls. Um, he 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 was one of those guys, though. That even Rayshon Pleasance, the 2022 cornerback out of West Monroe. He's a guy that I was a little bit more impressed with, but he's also coming off, off of a knee injury as a junior. But um, you know, even even he he wouldn't he wouldn't get beat as much to the inside. So that was just something that kind of just jumped out at me about Scott. And granted, you know, it's tough covering the middle of the field because you have that help in uh, in other situations. But just I saw the athleticism and Reed and Pleasant that maybe wasn't quite at that same level with Scott. And, you know, that that's not glowing praise, but look, I see what Corey Raymond sees in him. Let's oh, yeah, the measurables yep. are there, yep. man. Exactly. Long, Let, long and lean, you know, he looks, you know, all, all of 6'2", about 170 pounds. And so, um, you know, there's a that they've seen a lot more of him than than just that little bit that I saw, because, man, I tell you what. Dude, that Sunday, it was absolutely crazy in there for the morning session when all the guys worked out. You had 700 to 800 kids in the indoor facility. They couldn't go outside because it was storming in the morning and leading up to lunch. And so you had seven to 800 kids in there. You had three to 400 parents on the sidelines. I mean, and you know what those sidelines are like just from fall camp and from previous camps. It was the most people that I've ever seen in the indoor in that indoor facility at one time. That's wild, and I mean yeah. we've been in we've been in there for the spring game too when they uh, shut it down, you know, in Tiger Stadium, and everybody sprinted over for that, and that was wild. So yeah, the indoor, I mean, it's great. It's a great facility, especially since they added the new view with the weight room in there and everything like that. It's cool, but yeah, it's tight quarters, especially when there's that many kids. And let's finish off on a high note here. Because there were two linebackers, one in the 2022 and one in the 2023 class, uh, who were on campus on Sunday. And one uh, is, and I'm, I'm probably butchering this, but Tausili Akana, the number one linebacker in the 2023 class, making his way over from Hawaii to do a round of visits. He checked out campus. And then Sean Murphy, top 247 linebacker out of Virginia in the 2022 class, Let's let's briefly hit on those. And then, oh, by the way, the number one linebacker in 2022, 2022 Harold Perkins, five star, was on campus on Wednesday. Uh, run us down those guys. I know they didn't camp, but uh, at least on Sean Murphy, you're hearing some positive buzz there, Sonny. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, it's an interesting note is that his mentor is the same mentor of um, Antoine Sampa who's also from up there along the East coast. So that's a, that's a little bit of familiarity that, that Murphy has with the program and some ties that LSU has that it can work. Uh, 
that we didn't really know about before. And, uh, you know, there's some, there's some confidence by some with the LSU staff who, uh, you know, who feel, who feel good about Sean Murphy. Um, evidently he's made a, uh, some other unannounced unofficial visits just to hang out with Sampa. So, uh, you know, that's going to be one to watch. And then Durante Jones, he's, you know, from his time out at Hawaii, he, uh, he's got some ties with the Akana family and, uh, that is, that was enough to get him on campus for an unofficial visit. I'm told the visit went really, really well. And that, uh, that they said that they would definitely be coming back to check out tiger stadium for an official visit. So, you know, you, you can never have too many linebackers and lead it in the send to Harold Perkins. You've, uh, you, you, you've, you've been, you know, digging up scoop on him throughout the process and stuff and, you know, using those Texas ties, but evidently he came, uh, visited on Wednesday and then he's going to come back, you know, he's going to go back on Friday. Now I wonder if that means, I wonder if they visited on Wednesday, they're going to see some family down in new Orleans and then they're passing back through Baton Rouge on Friday and he's going to stop by again. Or does that mean that he's just like, you know, went home to Houston, coming back gonna wants to spend another day in baton rouge so but regardless when you get a chance to get that five star like that on campus whether you know regardless of the situation uh you know you got to consider that a win especially during this hectic time yeah and he's fresh off uh texas a&m visual visit this past weekend they've got a crystal ball lead a lot of confidence at college station but this one is is turning into an LSU, Texas, Texas A&M. There's a few others in there, I'm sure. And it's probably going to be wild, one of those wild ones out of the Houston area, kind of like Caleb Von Chasson a few years back. But he's a New Orleans native. He's been working out a lot in New Orleans with one of his trainers. Uh, so he's been in Louisiana a lot. Uh, he was back at his trainers, uh, I believe, on Tuesday, maybe Monday, working out. And then he's pretty much kind of going to be around LSU uh, between when he's already been there Wednesday, between today, uh, Friday, just kind of getting making the rounds at LSU in a way now that he can. And he was also on campus for the spring game, taking that in. So I'm not saying LSU's getting him. I'm just saying this is a battle that is becoming a little bit crazier than what we thought it might be before the dead period ended. It was picking up steam in late April once he hit that spring game uh, to check it out on his own. And then May, there was even, you know, some more confidence. But uh, this is turning into one of those, I think, classic uh, battles for a five-star out of the uh, state of Texas. So we'll continue to track that one on Go247.com. We'll have all your recruiting intel that you need on the upcoming official visitors. A lot of fun this past weekend tracking that. Um, And be sure to check out Go247.com for all the recaps from that weekend. Try us. For just a dollar, you can get your first month. Uh, taken care of so you can kind of preview us for just a dollar uh, for you know the rest of the debt or rest of the recruiting period and into July a little bit so check that out and leave us a rating leave us a review and follow the go 24/7 podcast wherever you check out your podcast so for sunny ship I'm Billy Embody wrapping up this edition of the podcast thanks for tuning in with us and have a great rest of the week okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.